This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome everyone back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am joined on Friday morning, as always, by Tracy Pearson. Tracy, how are you? I'm good, Dave. I'm really fine. It's too hot, but I mean, what month are we in? October? Yeah. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, this is the classic October heat wave. Okay. This, this I can handle. Um, it's when we get into Thanksgiving. Remember that one year recently where Thanksgiving was like 95 degrees? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. Eating turkey. When yeah. it's Yeah. Yeah, uh, it outside. Dave, we've got to keep this one really tight. It's all it's all encompassing about the Washington State game. You no, didn't we're want not me to going talk off about on any tangents. No you didn't want me to talk about Thanksgiving from No earwax. This is it right now. Because Tracy and I are going to see each other in about uh, two hours. You can't say why. Yeah, just yeah. for fun. We're going to hang yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, we need to do that more often. Yeah. Let's go to the beach. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, but we do have to talk about Washington State, guys. We have to talk about Washington State. UCLA is fresh off a of bye week. Uh, lost to Utah. We've talked about that. We've done that one to death. And is now facing its second straight top 20 opponent. Uh, this one, Washington State at home. Uh, I made the case that I think is valid in my preview that Washington State, in a kind of unheralded way, is the more surprising story in the Pac-12 this year than Colorado, uh, in that Colorado is still like barely average, whereas Washington State went from barely average to potentially potentially a, a real contender in the league uh, in a single offseason without many personnel changes basically just changing offensive coordinator yeah that's 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 really phenomenal you got to give him a lot of credit just not only for his choice of offensive coordinator and what that turnaround has done but for the development of the players in the lab cam cam ward is a different looking guy but this is the value of scheme changes because he is a different looking guy and some of it is just individual personal improvement but it's also having an offensive coordinator with a pulse who can adjust things to what a quarterback does well versus what he doesn't do well. And in this case, Cam Ward uh, is blossoming in a scheme that's, you know, giving him easy hot reads on blitzes so that he's not panicking and getting happy feet every time because he's still expected to do a full progression. He's now hitting hot routes. He's doing things that are kind of built into that offensive scheme that make it so when you blitz him, if you do not get immediate pressure, if you send more than four, he is going to hit a play. It's just, it's it's one of the biggest guarantees in Pac-12 football this year 
is if you don't get to him quickly, he's going to hit a play off a blitz. And pretty much kind of what I was saying, but you you really, really focused on the, the contrast, I think, what you were doing, the contrast between Washington State and what we saw from UCLA at Utah two weeks ago. Um, playing to a, to a uh, player's strength, specifically the quarterback strength. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, though, I I would be I, I won't be I won't be surprised if UCLA loses. I just want to say this now, but I'd be a little stunned if we didn't see a different game plan from Chip Kelly. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just be completely stunned if there isn't at least some adjustment here? Um. I mean, different in some ways, but I think they're still going to try to run their base plays and try to get them to work. The thing is, I think their base plays will work a little bit better in this game. Like, I think they'll be able to run the ball because Washington State is very far from Utah uh, in run defense. Um, they're they're better than San Diego State. They're better than NC Central. They're pretty comparable, actually, to Coastal Carolina. UCLA should be able to run the ball in this game. They should be able to run inside. They should be able to run outside. The thing that I would be concerned about running the ball is Washington State does have power five speed. And one of the problems this year so far has been Carson Steele in particular getting caught from behind um, or not quite hitting the hole hard enough um, where he gets kind of caught up in the – in the in the traffic, um, so I that's the only part that I'm a little bit concerned about running the ball. But they're going to be able to run the ball, I think, at a much better level than they were against Utah, and that kind of that that should lift all boats. Such that I don't really think they're going to do a whole lot different. I think they're going to do roughly the same thing. It's just going to work better. Hmm. I think he's got to throw in a, a few plays where Dante Moore isn't, like you said, standard drop going through his progressions. He's got to give him a few more easier reads and throws. Has to. Uh, I mean, he'll get PTSD if it's the same thing over and over and over again. But yeah, I mean... Will he or will Dante Moore? <laughs> Dante Moore will. Um, I I don't think Chip would get PTSD. Um I, I it's it's really it's a really interesting matchup. The more I've watched Washington State again, there's so many things about this matchup where Washington State strengths match up well against UCLA's weaknesses. This is a great passing attack, um, and if you put enough pressure on UCLA's passing defense. I just don't think I don't think it's geared to hold up, especially the cornerbacks. Um, and it's not. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, because you did a lot of analysis in Washington State. Even though there was that comment, I think their offensive coordinator said, "Oh, we we like to you know put pressure on the on the deep end of the field." They don't do that. They throw it short and make you defend, and then look for yards after the catch. Yeah, so it's not quite as dinking and dunking as Washington State was last year. Um, they, If you remember Washington State last year, it was a ton of wide receiver screen to the outside, hope for the best. Um, and the blocking wasn't set up, and it was just a lot of just dead-in-the-water plays. They're, they get a little bit more vertical. Like They will take their shots, and Cam Ward is a lot better throwing the ball deep than he was last year. Um, but no, it's it's mostly um, kind of your you know some some classic air raid concepts. They're gonna get the ball in space horizontally, 
get it out to some guys and then let them make plays with their legs and they've got guys who can make plays with their legs i think their top three receivers are all over uh 15 yards per catch um the the one guy who's out lincoln victor is their leading receiver in yardage and catches but um the other two uh josh kelly not our josh kelly they're josh kelly and uh kyle williams who i think tore up ucla when he was at fresno state a couple years ago uh, those two guys are really, really good, and they can make plays downfield. They can also make plays with their legs, um, and the scheme is just very good at spreading the ball around horizontally to a lot of different guys, and then once you're spread out horizontally, they do the classic thing where they'll attack you vertically. And You know, what this kind of comes down to, too, is, and we've been saying it, that UCLA was untested. Uh, I wrote that piece yesterday. Was it yesterday? God, it seems like forever ago. About... Um, you got to throw out, really, now that we see that we're into the fifth week of college football, you got to throw out UCLA's non conference schedule. It, it, there was not a test among those three. Well, just throw out the F, just throw out uh, North Carolina Central. You've got Coastal Carolina, which is now looking like it, it was not even close to a test, and neither was San Diego State. Um, so an untested UCLA team where we thought good offense, good offense went into Utah and the offense was exposed from a good UCLA, uh, Utah defense. So is this the week now where UCLA's defense is tested and will it get exposed by Washington State? I just, I don't know. I, I've got a feeling of foreboding <laughs> of, well, and- of, of we're on a we're on kind of a roll of tested exposed and the more i watched washington state yesterday uh i watched about a half the more i got scared yeah i mean so here's the way i think about this game for ucla is you've got ucla's offense which just had a horrible 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 outing against utah um but utah is uh, not only the best team, best defense they've played, probably the best defense they will play this year. So, okay, is that a great gauge? And then you have on the other side, the Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, and NC Central games, where each of those defenses are probably some varying degree of horrible. Um, Coastal Carolina probably being the best, but they're all not good. So is that a good gauge of this offense? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is it closer to Utah? Is it closer to Coastal Carolina? It, that's the part where I think we're we're all still trying to calibrate exactly what to expect from this offense. And I think the biggest worrying sign we saw from the Utah game is how easily confused the offensive line was in terms of communication. So that's UCLA's offense being an unknown. Washington State's offense has gone against two g- defenses that are currently ranked in the top 30 uh, Sc- in the scary. FDA+. Plus. I kept in that Wisconsin. in my mind as I was watching that game. Yeah, yeah in Wisconsin and Oregon State. So... Y- with those two, you feel, okay, Washington State's offense is a little bit more proven uh, than probably any unit in this game because then you also have UCLA's defense, which has shut down Utah, has shut down San Diego State, has shut down NC Central, and has shut down Coastal Carolina. The best offense in that bunch is Coastal Carolina, and they are dropping like a rock. Like, they're struggling to score on Georgia State. Uh, So they haven't faced a good offense now, does that mean that this defense isn't going to be good when it faces a good offense? No, certainly not. We just don't have that data. We don't have that information. So we'd be completely speculating wildly 
that this is just going to continue to be a dominant defense against an offense this good. Well, let's get more specific then about speculating wildly. So UCLA, the strength of that defense, and Chip Kelly has said repeatedly, is uh, its run defense, the, mm-hmm. its defensive line. Washington State doesn't run the ball. They don't care. <laughs> exactly. They really don't care. Fine. Shut down our running game. We don't care. UCLA has to recognize that. They're going to have – it's going to be a, a big test of Danton Lynn to see how he can adapt this defense because Washington State is essentially taking away UCLA strength by not even attempting to challenge it, saying, hey, we know you guys have good rush defense. We're not even going to run the ball. So what is he going to do? He's got to do some things, drop some, use more zone blitz, get some surprise guys dropping into coverage, something to get into that 10-yard zone, right, to mix it up a little and surprise Cam Ward just to give, maybe make him hesitate for another second so that UCLA's good pass rush, it's a good pass rush. I don't think it's a great pass rush because – undisciplined, struggles to get home, can put pressure on people, but struggles to get home. But just to put a little bit more pressure on Cam Ward, and will that be the key to stopping Washington State from driving the field? Because they ain't going to run. No, no. Washington State, it's not even just they're not going to. They're also not good at it. When they have to run, it's not good. It's not like... Remember like some of those really good Mike Leach air raid teams where when they ran the ball, it was inevitably like an 11-yard gain because no one was expecting it? Yep. When this team runs the ball, it's a four-yard gain at most. Like, at they're most. Not, they yeah. are not good running the ball. It's not something they do well. Their offensive line, I would say, is still iffy. And this is another thing where it might sound like I'm talking about some other offense, but certainly not. Um, their <laughs> offensive coordinator has done a great job scheming around shaky play up front. They get the ball out quickly. They get it out to a variety of receivers. They give uh, the quarterback optionality. Quarterback's their leading rusher right now. You know, he can he he does uh, a variety of things in terms of escapability, in terms of moving the pocket. All these kinds of things happen uh, for Cam Ward, uh, which is good. That's good offense when you, uh, you know, you, you accentuate your strengths and mitigate your weaknesses. Uh, it's ideal. Um, the one thing I would say is, and again, we don't have robust data because of the Uh, offenses UCLA has gone against the pass rush is very good through this early stretch they're they're getting pressure on like almost 50% of dropbacks they're getting sacks on 10% of dropbacks like they're generating a lot Um, the the question is how similar is Washington State's offensive line to any of the different offenses they've faced I would say they will be able to take advantage of this offensive line the question is with how much quickness, how quickly are they able to get to Cam Ward? You know, they've they've shown a lot of variety of blitzes. You know, we saw against, um, I think it was Utah. They all blend together. John John Vaughn's uh, taking those uh, those blitzing uh, straight off the edge, where he's getting to the quarterback in two seconds. That's the kind of stuff they're going to need. They need to get to Cam Ward very quickly. It can't be a slow developing thing because he's not going to be slow developing. He's not going to sit in the pocket and scan the field for four seconds. Ball's going to be out. You need to get after him quickly. Uh, Leatu Latu is a very good player. His sacks tend to be sl- longer developing. You know, he, he's working a guy with some swim moves, working a guy with some strength. It takes a little bit longer. He's not just blowing past guys often. 
Um, so I think it's going to have to be, if they really want to get pressure on Ward, I think it's going to have to be really, really, really cleverly timed blitzes that get at him quickly. It's got to be Kane Medrano jumping the snap, splitting the A-gap, getting up there. It's got to be John John Vaughn's very quickly off the edge. It's got to be the occasional, not often, because, again, he's really good at hitting hot, re- hot receivers. It's got to be the occasional corner blitz. You know, press up on the line of scrimmage, right. show him a few times, and then send him. Things um, things they haven't put on tape yet would be yeah. and and disguise things they haven't put on tape and disguise that's what they have to do yeah and I think so I will say this I think they're going to be able to do to Washington State essentially what Wisconsin was able to do to them hold them to thirty ish like I think that's totally within the ballpark I think this defense again I think the defense is good I just don't know if it's dominant. I don't know if it's what it's shown over the first four games. I think it's a top half of college football defense, but that's where it's just so hard to project because of who they've played. If you allow Washington State 30-ish, UCLA is more than likely losing this game. Yeah, and that's and that's the other side. So Washington State's defense, I think um, this is one where because of how good the offense is, people are kind of missing – this defense is still pretty darn good, too. Um, they did lose some players to the NFL. Um, they can't they can't stop the run too well, um, but they do limit explosive plays. They've got really good tacklers at the second level. Um, they make you march a little bit. Um, and once you get in the red zone, you can score on this defense. Um, they're Again, because of that bad running defense, you can generate consistent yardage against them but you're not generating that many explosive plays. And UCLA this year has been much more explosive than efficient. So it's, again, one of those situations where can Dante Moore make the throws when he needs to in the, you know, kind of the short game? And Washington State blitzes a lot. It hasn't been successful that much this year. Um, they're uh, in, in uh, like, they're blitzing, I think, uh, 32% of the time, which is top, quarter in the nation and they're only getting sacks about five percent of the time but that pressure rate that 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 constantly bringing blitzes given ucla's communication issues on the offensive line that doesn't strike me as a very good recipe um because this is a higher blitz rate than uh pretty much everyone they face besides utah and we saw how well it worked against utah and utah coming into that game didn't have an exceptional pressure rate like they weren't they weren't generating a ton of sacks and then they got seven against UCLA because, again, the offensive line was that bad. If Washington State is a little bit worse, but they do bring a lot of blitzes. And if if UCLA's communication on the offensive line is not good, I mean, you could see, again, a very depressed scoring output if um, if if they're they're failing to pick up basic stunts, basic blitzes. Um, you know, if there's a three-man rush, but instead of uh, bringing the defensive tackle, they drop him and instead bring an outside linebacker, and that somehow occupies three different blockers, that kind of stuff that happened against Utah, it's going to be devastating in this game too. The key to the, key to the game for, for me, for UCLA's offense, will they be able to run the ball, uh, hold on to the ball, and and put the ball in the end zone as the result of running the ball? If you're Washington State, you'd have to be – as you say, they throw a lot of pressure at the line of scrimmage. Freshman quarterback who definitely succumbed to it at Utah, 
you'd have to say, let's put pressure on the line of scrimmage. Let's 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 run blitz. Let's get in there. A hard time picking up <laughs> picking up gaps. Let's just pressure their line of scrimmage and make Dante Moore read the field and make a throw downfield. Uh, I think if he can, if you can run the ball. UCLA, I think, will have its offense will have an edge. The only other thing would be is if Dante Moore can, with all that pressure, can get the ball out and potentially create an explosive play because Washington State might be making themselves vulnerable by throwing so much pressure at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So uh, I tried the, to get some positivity right there. No, and the formula for use. So here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm, I've I've written my preview, so I'm giving you kind of my take from the preview. I will say this. This is a game I have like I had a pretty good feel for the Utah game. Like I picked 27-17 UCLA, but I thought it was gonna be low scoring. I thought it was gonna be defensive oriented. I just had no idea UCLA's offensive line was gonna be that bad. But Utah ended up with 14 points. I predicted 17. Like I had a pretty good feel for that one. I have no feel for this game. Um, like I, I've got some logic behind what I'm saying, but UCLA could, I could see a range of possibilities from UCLA dominating this game, controlling it on the ground, uh, Carson Steele and TJ Harden, just, uh, keeping UCLA ahead of the sticks the entire way. Dante Moore hits a few deep shots because Washington state presses up on the line of scrimmage could totally see that. I could see UCLA scoring 40, uh, but at the same time. I could also see Washington State um, just tearing apart this defense, uh, UCLA not being comfortable blitzing because of the aerial attack they're expecting. Uh, they play a lot of coverage-based um, schemes, and the end result is Washington State blowing out UCLA. Um, I went with Washington State 31-24 over UCLA, but that's more because of what knowns we have. We, we I, I feel very good about the idea that Washington State has a very good offense. The rest of everything in this game, I'm just very uncertain. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's here's a little scariness for you. Wisconsin right now has top let me see what they are. They are the number 13 rushing offense in the country on yards per rush attempt. Um how many yards do you think they they gained against Washington State? How many? 91. Yeah. 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 
I watched that game. I, I, I don't remember. I didn't take notes on it or anything, so I don't remember why. But that's not a good stat. Well, and here's the other thing is, and this is something where Washington State's defensive stats are hurt significantly by what they do when they're up. Because they start going super passive. Jake Dickert's just that kind of defensive guy where they go passive when they're up big because they don't want to get hit with big plays. But if you look at the first halves of every game they've played, like it's <laughs> it's not too good. Like, all right, so Washington State, uh, Washington State, Colorado State, right? Do you know how many points they allowed in the first half? No. Hell, first three quarters. <laughs> no. Three. Okay. Three. Colorado State finished with twenty-four. Uh, Washington State, Wisconsin, they allowed nine points in the first half. Finished with twenty-two. Uh, Washington State, Oregon State, they allowed 14 points in the first three quarters, 21 in the fourth. Uh, hey, hey, you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm trying to pull a little bit of positivity. You just reminded me. Wisconsin was behind for the majority of the game, so they threw the ball. Right. <laughs> See, there's my asterisk on the uh, 91 yards that they rushed. Yeah, but it's just, I mean, people are looking at like these kind of totals, and it's just... When the game is in the competitive stages, the thing is Washington State's just been on the front side of a lot of pseudo blowouts. Like it was a it was a 15 point game at halftime against Wisconsin. It was a 14 point game at halftime against Oregon State. It was a uh, 36 point God, game. You're right. Of, of like the four games I've watched of them, they they blow up, they get really and then they hang on. Yeah. So that's crazy. So positive sides. They've only played one road game, and it was at Colorado State. That's not a real road environment. Um, this isn't – I mean, the Rose Bowl is what it is, uh, but it's against a, a real opponent. It's against a Power 5 opponent. So that could play hell with Cam Ward. You know, playing on the road is is no joke. Um, and, you know, it's – UCLA, I would say, is at – it's in the same realm as Wisconsin and Oregon State. Um, from a quality standpoint. So Oregon State finished with a three-point loss on the road in Pullman. Wisconsin finished with a nine-point loss on the road in Pullman. Does it flip at the Rose Bowl? Sure. Very possible. So there's not, this isn't like one of those hopeless games. I mean, Washington State's not some juggernaut, but they've got a really good offensive scheme. They've got a really good quarterback running it now. And their defense, I think, is underrated because of what they've given up in the second halves of games. Um, of and largely due to scheme related, you know, we're going to go passive, we're going to run a lot of zone, we're just going to, you know, let you dink and dunk. So all that said, I think it's a very tough game. And from a broad angle perspective, from what this means, I thought you wrote a really good story this week about how this is, you know, effectively a must win. Um, effectively, like, uh, UCLA's got to get one of these. They've got to actually win a game against a, a good opponent. They've got to get on the right side of the ledger after um, Utah. And this was one of the games that was counted in the win category preseason when everyone was talking nine and three. It was the three losses at Utah, at Oregon State, at USC. None of those three games, obviously Utah, but none of the other two games look like there are any better chance of being a win now. Uh, this one has to be if they're going to hit the expectations of being nine and three, but also just to <laughs> assuage this fan base. Like it's 
dire times going into a bye week after a loss to Utah in a game that, if anybody was watching, felt like, how is UCLA not going to win this game against uh, a team down like literally every starter? Um, that this need this needs to happen for the whole program, for the fan base, for everybody. And I, I mean, you cannot fault this fan base. I, I, I mean, overall, shown a lot of patience over the last twenty five years with both the football and basketball programs. At this point, Chip Kelly is in his sixth year. He basically just wrote off the first three. So then last year, this is, this is, this is the way to hit a fan base when it's down. Uh, UCLA beats Utah, right? I mean, that's six and oh last year. You start to say that's the big, that, that was the biggest win of the Chip Kelly era, right? Yep. Uh, let's throw out the LSU game. Big, most significant win. Uh, Utah was ranked 11th in the country. Yep. Big win. Since then, uh, it finished out last year at three at three and four. Again, this is and let's just talk Power Five teams, three and four, and it's zero and one this year. So since then, UCLA fans have been scrambling to make to make something of this. What is happening? We bought on. We've been patient. We 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 bought on. They get the big win against Utah. It looks like the program is now turned, let's just say it, turned the corner, but it clearly hasn't since then. Um, There's only so much patience to be had. If this game is a loss, I just think, oh, for six years of holding out patience of everything that the Chip Kelly era has taken the fan base through those first three years, which is the worst Three years in UCLA history and how long? I mean, like 90 years or something? I can't remember. Um, uh, the worst uh, first three years? I mean, I yeah. think they're the worst ever. Ever. Damn near. Right. So you're talking about the fan base has been through a lot. If this is a loss, I, I, you cannot fault the fan base for just saying, okay, I, I'm I, – it, it's not even that you're saying you're done – you just don't have the energy anymore, right? Yeah. The energy has been tapped. Um, yeah. that, that's just, it's tough. And then, like with the story I wrote, if you start just thinking completely objectively, um, you'd have, uh, they'd be three and two. You'd have to project um, that there's a loss at Oregon State. Oregon State beat Washington State, and then UCLA would go, have lost to Washington State, then is, I know no one's likes the whole transitive They, they lost thing. to Wazoo. Uh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Lost yeah. to Wazoo. But going to play at Oregon State, given what we saw last week against Utah, right? you'd have to say they will not be favored in that game. No, definitely not. They will not be favored against USC. So we are now at four losses. Um, like I wrote in that article, I, uh, if you're talking, if you're trying to judge... The performance this season, those three non-conference games just have to be thrown out. Those are not highly competitive teams by any stretch. Um, well, let me just say this. Um, yeah. I know some people don't like this uh, factoid, but there's a very good chance that if they lose to Washington State, lose to Oregon State, lose to USC, they will once again 
have lost to every team they've played with a winning record and only beat the teams with a losing record. Because Coastal Carolina is currently trending towards maybe 6-6. and San Diego State is trending towards its worst season in I don't know how long. Probably 15 years. Like, they're going to be... You think you would have eked out one winning team from those two. Yeah. Coastal Carolina and San Diego State. Yeah, San Diego State now has, like, about as good a chance of going 4-8 and as they do 6-6, and but virtually no chance at 7-5. and um so it's i mean it's it's trending towards another one of those situations if they can't beat washington state um that's that's why this game is to get back on the right side of the calculations or at least the 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 par side of the calculations you gotta win this one um because oregon state on the road is going to be very tough usc on the road i mean look chip kelly has coached that game very well but these programs are they're going in slightly different directions. Um, not even and, that Kelly's the, going yeah. down. They're just going straight while while USC is kind of rocketing upward. And then the team that will have lost to Washington State, that team, try that on. And then, okay, Stanford, let's just give that win. But At Col- Arizona? Colorado, Arizona, ASU, and Cal. Now, I know everyone likes to beat on Cal. I dare you to go watch a Cal game. Because I would say a lot of the people who say, oh, Cal, Cal's trash. They're, go watch them. Go watch a game. They are not. They're really annoying. They're, they're annoying yeah. to play. Um, they, they play decent defense. Um, their offense is just, it sputters constantly. Yep. Um, but the, the one that's the major concern is Arizona. I was building up to that. I would say ASU, you'd have to say, obviously, Stanford's easiest win. The second easiest win is probably ASU, which is not going to be a cakewalk from what I've seen of ASU. Cal's going to be tougher than you think. Colorado and Arizona, Colorado would be next. Arizona, by far the toughest game. I was really stunned watching them against Washington last week. Yeah. Uh, So this is... Now, if you take the, let's say, what are we, Friday? In two days, that's taking the team that will have lost to Washington State. If you take the team that beats Washington State, it's a completely different perspective on it. There aren't too many games like that, especially the fifth game of the season. Um, It's... For one thing, it's just so strange that it's still an untested team and we're into the fifth game of the season. Um, But that you don't want to say it's, you know, everyone. I'm not saying it. People saying it, it, you know, it's the biggest game of the year because someone has some kind of feeling that that might jinx it. But if you're talking about a must win and UCLA must show how good it is and it absolutely can't lose this game. Um, not only from a record standpoint this season, but I, I think the fan base, like I wrote, I, I just think there's a precipice that's going to fall off. Yep. And uh, just to uh, put some numbers behind it, uh, Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, UCLA is at least a 72% favorite in each one of those games. But if you take them in aggregate, there's a loss there. Like, that's decent chance so you got to kind of build that in where you know we predicted utah oregon state usc being losses uh but 
could just as easily win one of those and lose one of these. Um, that's what happened last year. They won Utah and, and, and Washington games and then lost Arizona at home. Uh, those are the kinds of like uh, outlier events that always do play a role in a season. Uh, you have a down game. You have an opportunity where you lose. This wouldn't take a down game to lose to Washington State. It wouldn't take a down game to lose to Oregon State. It wouldn't take a down game to USC. Those are almost, I wouldn't say quite expected, but it wouldn't be a shock if those happen. So there's a there's this kind of knife's edge that UCLA is teetering on right here going into Wazoo where it's if you don't win, 7-5 and five is suddenly on the table um, in a very real way. And that is... I mean, if you were walking into this season from, you know, early August and somebody said it's going to be seven and five with this schedule, what would your thinking be? And that's 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 kind of the the thing we're talking about with this Washington State game. And and, yeah. And here's the thing, too. And, you know, we have to go a little bit bigger picture with Chip Kelly, too. Um, The Chip Kelly uh, defenders and. You know, I I want to be one. I try at times. Um, I still think I'm kind of on the fence a little. But right now, just think about this this information. Um, we're in year six. Um, if Chip Kelly, who's supposed to be a you know the defenders will say he's a great coach. He's he's a genius X's and O's guys. If he cannot get two wins against Washington State and Oregon State, two teams that seriously have (laughs) some of the worst facilities and resources. I mean, they're Mountain West teams. That's probably where they're going to end up. If in year six he doesn't have the talent, the coaching, the scheme to beat these two teams, you have to have some realization here. If he beats them, honestly, that's expectation. For me, yeah. um, if he doesn't, you have to come around. It, it's just, it, it's just plainly right in front of all of us. Um, so, yeah, big, big two weeks. Well, really a week here. Yes. Um, so, it, it, we've. I think we've underscored things uh, the way they need to be. Um, it's. I think for, I guess my take on the Chip Kelly thing is, and this is maybe the reason why there's been, I think, just like sudden, just kind of backing away interest in the entire program after the loss to Utah is there There still wasn't any built up goodwill. Um, and I think there they were on the precipice of getting there even last year. If they beat Arizona, and they finish that year even with the loss to USC, but they finish that year ten and two in the regular season, right? Yeah. Then I think he has some goodwill. Then he has generated excitement where that USC UCLA game would have been the most explosive event of the entire college football season. Like they're playing for you know literally playing for like playoff. Like they're playing for those kinds of implications. But instead, they lost Arizona, um, and it's just they they. They miss these opportunities. In uh, 2021, they beat LSU. They've got so much juice. And yes, that LSU team turns out to be, you know, bad. But then they go out the next week and and lay an egg against Fresno State. 
literally flip that event and make it so they beat Fresno State. They still go nine and three that year, but it doesn't include that loss to Fresno State. Again, the atmosphere, the complexion of the program is different. Um, these and these are the on-field opportunities to build goodwill. We've done to death all the off-field opportunities to build goodwill. That uh, for whatever reason, Chip Kelly just eschews as you know outside of his purview, right? <laughs> Yeah, and there were some there's some a lot easier on field opportunities. Just beat Pittsburgh. Well, and but like there were there were a couple of different kind of I I don't know if inflection point is the right word, but Arizona and Pittsburgh. Those are the two where you're like, okay, they played a really good game against USC and lost. You know, those things happen. Um they weren't going to beat who what was it? Oregon last year. They weren't going to do that. You know, Oregon, you know, won 45-30. Okay. Those two are losses. But Arizona and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, they at one point in the second half had a 99% chance of winning that game, according to, you know, those little predictors, in-game predictors. Uh, and then they lost. Uh, Arizona, just no excuse, lack of focus, whatever you want to call it, they lose that game. Flip those two results, and you're talking about the first 11-win season in UCLA history. Um, and it's, people say, oh, but they were only a few plays away from winning these games. And it's like, yeah. They were a few plays away from winning those games. They were also a few plays away from winning the game against Utah last week. But at what point do you expect them to make those plays? Expect the coach to coach the game in such a way that it doesn't depend upon a couple of games to beat uh, a mediocre Arizona team, a completely injury-depleted Pittsburgh team, and then an even more injury-depleted Utah team. Like, what point is that the expectation rather than just a nice-to-have? Um, and this is the part where I think there is a, a, a broad base of UCLA fans who aren't thinking about it that deeply, but just saying, well, this isn't as pleasant as I wanted it to be. This is not a very pleasant thing to experience. UCLA scoring seven points total in a game and none in the first 56 uh, minutes. UCLA dropping a bowl game to Pittsburgh where they had it completely in hand. Dropping a game to Arizona when we're all anticipating that huge game against USC. This is just not very pleasant. I'm not going to spend my attention on it. Um, and that's the part where if he just built a little bit more goodwill, if there'd been a little bit more goodwill, whether it's with wins, with fan outreach, whatever, we wouldn't be sitting here saying, oh, Washington State, man, that's that's pretty much a must win, not only for the program, but kind of for Chip Kelly, too. But yeah. that's the reality. Everything contributes to everything. You just you can't compartmentalize. You can't just say, well, let's just talk about him as a coach on the field. It's, that's not the way it, it's just not the way it works. If, if the program was promoted well and through a lot of those seasons when there were no one at the Rose Bowl, there's a whole di different atmosphere. There's just if you if you do the thing of schmoozing donors, it's just everything contributes to everything. You can't compartmentalize it. So when you say good coach, bad coach, all of it contributes to the coaching impact. And if you actually want to compartmentalize, if you're talking about just coaching, what we're talking about right now is on the field and that hasn't held up. So this is a, like you said, there's no way around it and we're not going to avoid it. This is not only a huge game for this season, it's a huge game, I think, for Chip Kelly at UCLA. Yeah, and I think that's uh, a good frame for thinking about this game and probably a good note to end on.
Um, we've got we've got we got places to be. We got things to do. We, we do important things. We got to go to the beach. Yeah, so many things. Um, I'll bring right. the umbrella. You bring sunblock. I will. I will. Okay, it'll be nice. Okay. Beach chairs. Uh, I'll bring mine. You bring yours. I got okay. the I got the beer koozies though. Just okay. Yeah, don't Never worry good. about those. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, for Tracy Pearson, I'm David Woods, Bruin Report Online, and we will talk to you again next time. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Kicks off at noon. Uh, bring your sunscreen to the Rose Bowl. And we'll see you at the beach. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.